0: Nice cup. Designy. Thanks, got it from Kmart. Your favorite place to shop. You got it from Kmart? Or are you trolling me?
1: No, I don't know. Uh, Probably uh, like, you know, that kind of fancy, not fancy, but like, like fancy Ikea kind of thing. Right. Big W. Is Kmart your favorite shop, remember? (laughs) Like you buy your backpack and your gloves and your scarf. (laughs) From, from Kmart. I don't show up at Kmart. So if, we, if we're keeping this in the show, I just want people to know that the so, first time I met David, he had this like, like kind of nice backpack, like kind of designer backpack. And I asked him, did you buy this from Kmart? And he was so offended. <laughs> like,
0: it wasn't just the backpack. You said that about every item I had. You, it's like my gloves. <laughs> it was like different things. Like, yeah, like, where did you get your gloves from? It was from? like $100 like, uh, gloves. Uniqlo. You're like, you get this from Big W, which is like Kmart, or Walmart of Australia. Fancy water bottle. And he's like, did you get this from like a dollar store? I was like, fuck you! (laughs) This
1: is fancy shit. And then you wear like the same Nike shoes, like, oh, nice shoes, man. I like your shoes.
0: Yeah, look. I know I look like a homeless person, and I don't have a job, but I don't shop at Kmart. I'm actually insulted that you think I shop at Kmart. No, actually, I take that back. No disrespect for people that shop still, at Kmart.
1: Still to this day. There's levels to it. Like, you, you can buy furniture from Kmart, and you can buy, like, you know, like, tableware and glassware from Kmart. Like, there's no problem with that. But I think clothes. I think people people don't like to admit that they buy shop clothes at Kmart or Big W. Right. These are Australian
0: stores, by the way. Yeah, Kmart's around in the U.S. Well, it's, it was around in Canada. I don't know about I don't think it's the same Kmart, though. It's the same right? logo. It's the same logo, but I think... I don't know... What, Is it? Oh. Yeah, I don't know the situation now. Kmart might have been bought by Walmart in Canada. Oh, okay. I-, I think you also think,
1: like, Target. And there's a Target in the US, and there's a Target in Australia. But they're actually different Targets, even though they have, like, basically the same logo. Uh, okay, so that-, that might be the case. Yeah. But yeah, they're both named Target, and they both do the same thing. Like... Kind of like Walmart sort of like vibes, but like business. But <laughs> they do the same thing, but they're actually different companies.
0: Yeah, look, listeners, uh, Down Under, we do things a little bit different. Like Hungry Jack's is basically Burger King's. But it's not called Burger King's, it's like called Hungry but that, no, Jack's. That,
1: that, but that is the same company. I think it was like the same owner that came down and wanted to rebrand it for Australia. Because so I don't know, Australians don't understand what a burger is. So they have to call it Hungry Jack. Yeah, straight to know what a burger I don't know the exact, I don't know the exact uh, story behind that.
0: The concept of naming a food item is too complicated for the Aussies. <laughs> they just have to like, describe it as a feeling. I'm hungry. Just like Jack, you hungry, hungry, <laughs> Have you seen the original menus for Hungry Jacks from the 60s when it first went into Australia? Instead of the whopper, they called it yum-yum." <laughs> no, but definitely back in the day is like it was so much simpler.
1: Like it was just a burger, fries and like shake. That's it. Yeah. Like it probably was like four different combinations of of food you can get.
0: They called it the the wet and dry combo.. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. That's just a bit of context, actually, for our listeners why Kyrie and Ben Simmons are the way they are. Both born in Melbourne, born in Melbourne, Australia. Okay, Cade. Okay. Um, let's not beat around the bush. The New York mandates lifted. Kyrie Irving is back. He's back, baby. How are you feeling? I was happy, but I just knew it was coming because,
1: because, because literally uh, that game on ESPN, Grizzlies and and Nets, where the Grizzlies like smoked the Nets um, without Jaw. Jaw's. Uh, Jar is actually out for two more weeks for the knee injury, which we can talk about later, which is bad news, I think. Um, but when I first uh, started watching that programming on ESPN before the game started, they were talking about, oh, Ky- Kyrie's out, like to forget, like forget, stop dreaming, like he's never coming back. And literally, like two hours into the broadcast, they were talking about, like, oh, the, the, the reportedly the mandate's going to be lifted in like by tomorrow. Like it just changed so quickly the news and the spirits of the team because the The team was suddenly saying, like, oh, the reports around the team, like uh, Nick Friedel, I think he covers the Nets for ESPN. Mm. He was, like, saying how um, all the optimism that was uh, with the Nets when the Simmons trade happened uh, around getting Simmons back and getting the mandate lifted so Kyrie can play full-time. All these, like, all this optimism was so high then because they just thought it was going to happen. And as the weeks went on and there was no good news from Simmons or Kyrie about the mandate, like the optimism started to dwindle, and then that morning before the game started, it was all like, okay, optimism's gone. Like there's no hope now for a full-time Kyrie and Simmons is, is still not practicing uh, fully with the team yet. He's still doing his own one-on-one kind of thing like that. And literally in a couple of minutes, in a couple of hours, the whole tone shift where now like all these guys are happy and they can play together. And Kyrie, I, I think that probably affected the game. That like Kyrie kind of knew that. And Kevin Durant knew, like, oh, I got my I got my buddy back. He's playing full time. We're going to be championship contenders. Um, but whatever, that's excuses. We don't have to talk about that game. Like the Grizzlies played well. I think um, they're legit. the are legit team. That they're, they're probably locked up the, se- the second seed. Um, but yeah, I was just like, it's just like a wave roller coaster of emotions just happening all at once. It kind of felt like I won the chip, but at the same time, it's like I still got we, like the Nets still have got, got a lot of work to do. So it's a kind of weird feeling um i hope you can help articulate it for me but yeah i was happy but at the same time like okay like now the real work begins because before it's like fantasy like oh uh it'll be so great if like imagine if we had a full strength if joe harris is back and Kyrie was playing full time like like you want to versus then you know like that's that's when we are full strength like just try us when we're at full strength but now that we're pretty much at full strength it's like okay the real work has begun now. Like, now it's time to see what we're, we're truly, truly the best of the best.
0: So, I found it really interesting. They lifted the, the mandate and restrictions at this time. And... You know why, though? So, I've heard rumors. And as the ultimate disrespect to, to the Nets, is not because that Eric guy is, was a Nets fan. Apparently, he's, like, a huge baseball fan. And fate, the baseball season is starting. And that's why he lifted the mandate. In fact, he... I believe we made mm. the announcement, like in the Mets Stadium, whatever that's called. Oh, really? Because
1: you know, spring training is starting and the opening game is starting soon. Or so. I, I don't know what the baseball schedule is like, but basically, the mandate is lifting at the right time for those unvaccinated Yankees to and Mets. I'm sure Mets are the afterthought, but definitely the Yankees, um, like their star players, are unvaccinated. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I've heard the rumors before that, you know, if this was the Knicks that got COVID or that had a player like this that had um, that refused to get vaccine, that the mandate would have lifted beforehand just because the Knicks could have applied a lot more pressure
1: than the Nets could.
0: Well, yeah, the Nets is always kind of, I mean, I don't really quite understand it, given that the Nets are now in Brooklyn, which is like one of the most New York, New York boroughs ever, right? Uh, but yet they're mm, still treated mm. as if they're from you know, New York. Where do the Yankees play? The Yankees, the Yankees play don't in the play Bronx. In Manhattan, right? They play in the Bronx. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Bronx is New York, but I mean, surely the Brooklyn. All I hear about is Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I mean, there's no team that's from Manhattan. But
1: I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. Like they're all part of New York. They're all part of New York City sports teams. And yeah, like obviously the 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 hierarchy goes Yankees, Knicks, Mets, Nets. I probably. If we're just talking about baseball and basketball, football
0: is another matter. We don't have to probably talk about Probably Golden it. State and then maybe the Nets. <laughs> I, I remember them chanting MVP for Steph.
1: No, I'm talking about New York. I'm talking about this New York City team.
0: I'm talking about New York City teams here. Okay. All right. I feel like we kind of skipped over um, Kyrie's return. <laughs> Part of yeah, that yeah, is just I like, stick to it. Yep. I feel like you know we're you're a little bit embarrassed about you know celebrating this a bit too much, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah.
0: Given that we all want to see Kyrie, I kind of want to see Kyrie back. Well, I definitely want to see him back for the playoffs. But at the same time, you know what? What are we doing? We're kind of rewarding this guy from just like sticking to his like his wrong decision, just being stubborn. his stubbornness, which is probably going to kill people. Well, I don't know about that, but. It's a it's wrong message. It's a wrong message for, for kids, really. By saying that, now that he's back, oh, what do you what do you think, man? I mean, the yeast is super tight. They could get Miami, they could get um, the Bucks in the first round. Play this out for me.
1: Uh, I mean, okay, fine. So, they're eighth right now. the three games behind the Raptors. There's nine games left in the season. Super unlikely that they catch up to the Raptors or the Cavs. Um, they're they had the they're, they're, they're in the same record right now, the Cavs and Raptors, and from the Nets' perspective, they want the Raptors out of the seventh spot because if if, if the Raptors stay in the seventh, then it will be the Nets and the Ra- Nets at Raptors in Toronto, where there is still a mandate, um, unvaxed people can't can't be there basically. So no Kyrie, so we don't want that. We don't, the Nets don't want that. They want the Cavs to drop or the Bulls to drop. Um, if I'm the Bulls fan, I'm, I'm a bit worried though because I was in like number one seed like literally a month ago and now uh, you could literally fall to fifth. You're fifth right now. You're only a game above the seventh. If the Raptors catch up and the Cavs catch up, then the Bulls drop to the seventh seed and yeah, maybe they host the Nets. But if they lose to the Nets, then they'll have to versus the winner of the ninth and tenth seed, tenth seed in a playing game to get the eighth seed. So this is a team like a month ago, the first seed, and now they've dropped all the, possibly dropping all the way to the eighth seed. Uh, which would be absolutely insane. Um, look, the, the best teams to me are still, and I, I've said this already, like are the Bucks, probably in this order, the Bucks, Heat, and probably the Celtics. Celtics, yeah. Like those are the three teams I would say the, the most, I would be most afraid of. Bucks being, to me, by far the, the favorite. Um, I would say by far the favorite. Heat and Celtics, give or, give or take, like the Heat aren't playing well, the Celtics are playing very well of recently. Um, which is good. You want to have positive momentum going into the playoffs. Like I, I keep hearing like, oh, Celtics are too. It's too late. Like, yeah, they've they've made this. They've made this run too late. Like winning is too late. <laughs> like, too late for what? Like the MVP? Yeah, fine. But this is the right time to get hot and 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 playing good basketball at this stage is perfect time. They're not too. They've forgotten about all the flaw, flaws that they've had early in the season. They've corrected it. They've gone past it. They're, they've had great runway now. They're playing confident basketball. They've they're literally, you know, I think they're probably like 14 and two or like, you know, 19 and three in the last 21 games. Like, they've done that kind of streak um, where they're playing so well. Um, so like Celtics are good, like they're confident, but I mean, I don't think, I'm mean, not like, expecting them to win the championship, but they're going to be really confident heading into the playoffs. They probably have that confidence, like right, we can take on anyone. Um, so as a Nets fan, like I'm not looking forward to this, any of those three teams, but if I had to pick one, if I could say like, okay, get us six seed so we can versus sixes. Um, that's, that's the team I'm targeting. Like can, get, can, I, can I get the sixes in the first round? Because they look vulnerable as hell.
0: Okay, so the Nets are three games behind Cleveland right now. They're not
1: making it. They're three games behind Cleveland and the Rap the Raptors. They're not they're not gonna catch them.
0: Okay, so it's possible they get the seventh, right? Because we don't know what happens in the play-in tournament. Sure, sure, sure. It's a mix yeah. between the seventh the seventh and the eighth. Yeah, like it's unlikely
1: that they miss the playoffs entirely, so let's just give them the seventh or the eighth. <sighs> Which means that they would have
0: to play right now either Miami or the Bucks.
1: Which is probably likely. I don't think the Sixers can catch the heat, but I think the Bucks can definitely get beat the heat. And I definitely feel like the Celtics could get to the second seed. It could be Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Sixers.
0: Oh, this is tricky, man.
1: And the Raptors can, and Raptors and Raptors easily could go from 7th to 5th seed as well because they're only a game behind the Bulls and right. the Bulls are playing really bad as of late. Um I could definitely see the Raptors getting past the Bulls for that fifth seed. So who
0: would the Sixers play in the first round if they stayed uh the third seed right now? If they
1: say third, I would well, if they say third, it's easy. They're versing the sixth seed. And I would say the sixth seed probably belongs to the Bulls or the Cavs.
0: Okay, so that's the sweet spot. Because I'm
1: assuming I'm assuming the Raptors l- will leapfrog them. I assume the Raptors will get a fifth will end with a fifth seed. That's my prediction. So basically who wants to verse Brooklyn in that seventh, eighth seed? 7-8 uh, play game. Is it the Bulls or the Cavs? I'm going to assume it's the Cavs because they're not as good a team as the Bulls. So the Bulls hang on to 6 versus sixes, and the Raptors will get the 5th seed and versus, oh, let's, just, let's just say the Celtics for now. Like, even though I think the Celtics could rise. but
0: Yeah, I think it's just a question of who's willing to tank the most and like how yeah, much effort... Like who's
1: willing to play... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's willing to look at the standings and, and, and try to game it so that they can get their preferred matchup in the first round.
0: So we know Moray is going to game it as much as he can. Um, you know, his job is not on the line oh, anymore. They've
1: they already, already, already done it, yeah. Um,
0: other teams can, you know, they don't have to be passive. They can be active in this game as well. So they could start tanking and resting, you know, uh, their players as well. So then the question, mm. I don't know, it it, it gets... It's a slippery slope, right? Because didn't we see this happen in the Western Conference a couple years ago when some of the team tried to, like, get too smart about... I think it was the Rockets. <laughs> Wasn't it the Rockets when they got too smart and tried to get, like, a first-round ma- matchup and then they ended up getting, like, beat by that team?
1: Didn't the Clippers lose their Nuggets? <laughs> right, I think like, that's... 4 right, Because they wanted to avoid in the, the Lakers. Round. <laughs> yeah. There's literally one and a half games between the Heat and the Celtics, the top four seeds,
0: That that's that's super close. On one hand, it's like who wants to game this the most, but on the other hand, I mean, the bottom is also in flux, so you can try to game it, but then it's hard to predict what can happen well, in, the, in the play-in tournament it, as well. I think it's
1: easier to assume that the Nets will get one of the bottom two seeds. They'll be the seventh or the eighth seed. Um, most likely the seventh. I agree with you, but whatever, seventh or eighth seed. So prob- if if a team were willing to to game the Eastern Conference playoff matchups, you most likely would want to avoid the first and second seed. If if you were, because let's be honest, like a team that's trying to get the first seed usually wouldn't have a problem, you know, in the first round, right? Like it's. It, I think in recent history, every first round Eastern matchup has been 4-0, 1-8, one, one, eight, one, eight. like mm. maybe 4-1 or something like that, right? Usually the first seed is 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 like pretty safe if you get the first seed. In this case, you could run into trouble versus the Nets or the, or whoever it is, but it, it could definitely be the Nets. The Nets could definitely lose the play, first playing game and get the eighth seed. So, you know... You could see, yeah, the six is like like too scared. Like, I'm going to drop to the fourth seed. Just just play it safe. I'm going to drop to the fourth seed so I know I'm versing the fifth seed, you know? By next week, we we should have way more clarity and probably chat again next week anyway about it. The other
0: thing is if they play in Toronto, then we still don't have Kyrie. And that's a road game without Kyrie.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I hope the Raptors get... I think the Raptors will get to the fifth seed. That's what I'm saying. Because they're playing so well, and the Bulls are playing quite poorly recently. The Bulls are playing so poorly that I even heard like DeRozan might be off the All NBA teams, which I think would be pretty insane. Like there's, there's there seems to be so much weight to this late season surge, um, where people like like for so long it was Embiid and Jokic. Jokic was like De- definitely the the MVP. Can- it has to be either one of those two. But now people are saying, like, oh, Devin Booker or... Devin Booker? Um, Devin Booker nah. or, um, like,
0: LeBron.
1: Giannis. But Giannis has always been consistent throughout the season. Of course not LeBron.
0: Frank Vogel said LeBron should be MVP. Uh, uh, <laughs> I see that. Oh, I wonder why. There's no bias there. Frank Vogel said LeBron should be MVP and he should be the coach of the Lakers next year. I
1: honest, Honestly, I think LeBron should make first-team all-NBA. Um Because he's playing that, he's probably the best forward right now. But you have to factor in team success, and he hasn't been there all year too. He's been playing really well of late as well. So
0: he can't help this team. It's like the
1: same people. It's like Jason Tatum has been playing so well for the last two months that he should be first team All NBA. Like I I think that would be crazy, considering how bad they were in the beginning. They were below 500 (laughs) for a long
0: time for the first half of the season.
1: Yeah, pretty much for the first half of the season. Maybe first third, the third of the season, like, they were below 500. And now the two-thirds, they've been pretty good, but J- Jason Tatum's the first team all-NBA over DeRozan? Like, DeRozan, like, DeRozan, DeRozan for the majority of the season has been playing so well. And now people are saying, like, he might be left off, even the third team all-NBA.
0: No, I don't I, I think you'd I do with that.
1: Because, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what I've been saying. Like, the Bulls are imposters. Like, I don't believe they're going to make a run in the playoffs, but... To not give them the flowers just because they've been playing bad as of the last fifteen games, I think that's that's a bit too much.
0: And it's a lot of injuries as well, so I, I don't know.
1: So many injuries, yeah. DeRozan's been out as
0: well. I put part of the blame on that Grayson Allen guy. He took out Caruso and I think that kind of is <laughs> an easy
1: guy to hate.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: have you seen like with Lonzo Ball out and DeRozan on the shelf for some games and Levine taking out like taking off games? Caruso has been the main ball handler. Do you know what their like? Their efficiency has tanked so badly with Caruso. Caruso is a high energy off the bench player. Like he's great off the bench, but you give you put him in a position where he's the main ball handler, main distributor for your team's offense. It's a it's problem. It's just tragedy. Like I've seen it with LeBron. It works because LeBron can always um, control the tempo mm. and everything. But Caruso only knows one speed, and he's just going flat out like. <laughs> all the time he just he, he doesn't have it he doesn't he's not it's something been saying before he's like extremely athletic but he, he doesn't really know how to control the game right doesn't have a consistent shot um run, overruns like defenders too so, so many times like he just runs like to the baseline and runs out of space <laughs> he runs out of space <laughs> he just he just like runs and like just runs out
0: like, runs out of the court he's so fast he's like a one. Lo- like, it's like Russell, like
1: Russell used to do it too. Like he used to like run all, like all the way and like he just runs out of space and hits like an amazing layup. But uh, I mean that's you know it's different. It's, that's Russell Westbrook. You know part of his recklessness was his game in his prime. You know like he, he was so reckless and he was so fast and like explosive that you just didn't know what he was going to do. And probably because he didn't actually have control of it, he was just so athletic that he could just get it at the last second and like flip flip it up for an amazing layup. But Caruso doesn't have that finesse uh, to, like, be out of control and flip it up for, like, you know, for, like, a miraculous layup. He doesn't
0: have, you know. Okay, so how about the Western Conference? Sorry. How about the Western Conference? The Eastern Conference, you know, we both agree it's too much in flux. Next week, maybe we'll get some clarity. We know the top teams in the East, but how about the West? Earlier this week, I gave you a scenario where the Lakers can go to the finals by... Going through the Suns, the Jazz, and I forgot who the third team I gave you was.
1: Suns, Jazz, well, let's, let's work this out. So, 8th seed, so they beat the Suns, and then they beat the Jazz, and then they would have to versus the, the Warriors, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, who are injured, who is very injured right now. The Warriors or the Grizzlies, Yeah, oh, well, Grizzlies might be an issue, but let's say the Warriors. Well, actually, even Grizzlies, because Jaw is not going to be 100%. Or the Nuggets. Could be the Nuggets as the well. Nuggets, they stay again, the Nuggets, again, injured, full of injuries as well. Like, is that crazy? Am I crazy to think this?
1: Look, there's so many injuries throughout all these teams. Like, they all have flaws. Um, Donovan Mitchell is being overused with the Jazz. The Nuggets are just Jokic and, like you said, a bunch of injuries. The Mavericks, I, I believe in the Mavericks, but you obviously don't because you don't like Dinwiddie. You don't buy it. Um, the Warriors, obviously, a bunch of injuries. Um, Draymond's been out, Clay has been, you know, good and bad in his return and Steph is, it hasn't even played since his ankle injury, since he got taken out by Marcus Smart. Um, then you can talk about the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are young but they've locked up the second seed and the Suns have locked up home court advantage throughout the playoffs.
0: Joss knees, it's hurting right now, can't play for weeks. Jar
1: has been going to be reevaluated in two weeks when the playoffs start. So that's not good because early in the season he had a, I think he had a leg injury too. I believe.
0: Mm.
1: Early in the season he had like a similar knee injury. I'm not sure if it was the same knee. I, like it's it's almost better if it was the same knee to be honest, because you don't want you don't want injuries occurring to
0: two separate knees, <laughs> like in the same season. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the Suns are number one. They're playing well as well. And people say that... Suns are definitely number one. They've locked, up, they've locked up home court advantage throughout the playoffs. They're good. They're good. If you're the Suns, do you really want to face LeBron James and Anthony Davis? I'm going to say that Anthony Davis comes back for playoffs. Game one. I'll be honest. The Suns,
1: I've been playing so well this entire season that I wouldn't be scared of any team. Right, right. Like, I, I just... I'm not saying, like, I'm, I... I don't think the Suns will make the finals again, but I'm just saying like in the Suns position, given how well they're playing and Chris Paul is, um, you know, taking his sweet sweet time to return. I think he's returning soon actually, um, but they've definitely allowed him to take a lot of rest and they've been playing so well without him. Devin Booker has stepped up and it's a, lot, a big reason why a lot of teams have, a lot of players as well have been saying, um, oh, maybe Devin Booker is an MVP candidate level player. Um, I'm not even sure he makes it all NBA to be honest but anyway, whatever um, so I, I'm not I don't think I wouldn't be scared I wouldn't be afraid of if I was the Suns I wouldn't be afraid of any team I, I would take on any team even with Anthony Davis hobbling back you know like Anthony Davis coming full back full strength in time for the past isn't going to be 100%
0: well
1: you can't assume that right
0: I guess I have to assume that
1: <laughs> okay yeah yeah if you're a Lakers fan you hope that he comes back 100% but Without much, like, ramp, ramp, you can't, like, ramp up, you know what I mean? Like, he has to come back and he has to play to a role and has to play perfectly to beat, I feel like he has to play, play perfectly to beat the Suns. That's that's all. Because the Suns have been playing so well for so, season long that I don't think the Lakers, um, like, band-aiding their problems can beat a cohesive Suns unit. Like, coached by a coach of the year as well. Monty Williams will, will lock up coach
0: of the year as well. So what do you give the chances? Like I've given you the scenario where they beat the Suns, they beat the Jazz, they beat the Warriors. Oh okay. If they beat the Suns, then I, I
1: give them a high chance. Yeah, if they can if they can get past the Suns, then yeah, I, I give them like more than sixty percent
0: chance. Okay, I like it. I like it. Nice. But I I don't think they get past the Suns. That's the thing. <laughs> right. They could get swept. I'm pretty sure they they probably will get swept by the Suns.
1: <laughs> they probably will get swept. Yeah. They probably like sneak in a one one because LeBron's that good,
0: but. First of all, I'm not sure they can win against New Orleans in the play-in tournament.
1: Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's a tall order. Like they have to beat the Pelicans and then they have to beat the, the loser of the Wolves or the Clippers. I, I, I know they all have the injuries and they're all flawed, but I, I don't think the Lakers
0: can. So are we finally going to get the, the Clippers and Lakers playoff series that we've been all waiting for for like three years? Oh, yes. Yes, please. But now it's like the
1: play-in tournament. you one. want. <laughs> Does a one-game knockout? I'll, I would love that. Seriously, that—that's that'll be perfect. There's no Kawhi, no Paul George. I, I don't care. I, I just, I, I just want to see the Lakers and Clippers. Just give me something. <laughs> just please. I've been asking oh, for it for God. so long. But like, look, like, like, look. It's more obvious. The Western Conference. The the first two seats are locked up. The Mavs are unlikely to catch the Warriors because they're three games behind the Warriors. Um, four, five, six is. Possible, but the Nuggets are two and a half games behind the Mavericks, so it's like pre- you might see the, the the Mavs and the Jazz switch four and five, but that's basically it. I reckon it's it's this. It's one, two, three, four, five, six is Suns, the Grizzlies, Warriors, Mavericks, Jazz, Nuggets, hmm. Timberwolves in the seventh seed, and the Clippers because the Clippers are six games behind the Wolves <laughs> for the eighth in the eighth seed, and then another four. And then another four and a half games is the Pelicans and the Lakers for the ninth and tenth seeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's like an amazing disparity. 28 and a half games behind and you look at the East, only 11 games, the Hawks to the Heat. 11 games. Oh, how, how about this? Simple question. Who, which player in the entire Western Conference do you trust the most? LeBron. So that means LeBron will... Probably get into the playoffs right like the 10th seed right now but you're saying they'll get to at least the 8th seed yeah yep. so then that means they have to versus the Suns yep. okay so it was LeBron and Chris
0: Paul who do you, you you definitely trust LeBron over Chris Paul I definitely trust LeBron over Chris Paul but like you said something has to there needs to be a bit of luck the CP3 needs to needs to take one for LeBron he needs to go down
1: <laughs> Just, ah my knee <laughs> ah my hand my second question was, do you trust AD or, or Devin Booker?
0: Um, again, in my scenario, I would need to be able to trust AD, but in reality, uh, obviously Booker, I think, as in more more available on court.
1: I, I just think, like, it just, like, I'm just, you know, because my logic has always been, who's the best player on the court? Like, the best player on the court usually will win the series. But the Suns is this weird example where, yeah, maybe it's a dead tie between Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and, and and Lakers AD and LeBron. Like, let's just assume it's a dead tie. The rest of the Suns' death is is like legit. Like, they have so many Cam Thomas. I'm sorry, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton. There's no play on what, what do we, what do the Lakers have? Austin, Austin Reeves. Austin is literally the third best player. Malik Monk, Russell Westbrook, uh, Melo riding the bench. I don't think Dwight plays. I'm pretty sure Dwight doesn't, like, play anymore in games.
0: Mm, I, I would throw Dwight at uh, DeAndre Ayton. Maybe try to frustrate Ayton. What do you Ayton. mean by throw? Like, Frank Vogel will throw <laughs> Dwight at DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> no, uh, he to needs engine, to muck it up. Try to bake his, break his he foot. He needs to muck it up, basically. He, must, he has to frustrate Ayton like he did uh, Jokic from two years ago, basically. Play super energetic. This is not enough
1: talent on this team, beyond the top two, to muck it up, I reckon. Even if they wanted to muck it up, I don't think that, you know, they're skilled enough to muck it up and, like, score enough to help LeBron and AD. Yeah, I think you might have convinced me now. So it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, It's very tough, like, for the Lakers, too. I don't even know why. It's not even. It's not even a fair argument. It's like the suns have locked up home court advantage 60 win team it's like one of one of the best records ever and we're talking about the lakers that <laughs> like i don't know the lakers have barely even won more than the games that the suns have lost and we're talking like the lakers could go
0: toe-to-toe against the suns i mean i guess what we're saying is basically all logic and all stats point to the Suns, but then you look at your opponent, and so LeBron James.
1: The Suns in the last ten is like pretty much matching the Lakers' total wins this
0: <laughs> hey, season. Hey, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> oh my god, you're not wrong. <laughs> so let's get off the Lakers. I, I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have a lot of ammunition for for defending the Lakers right now.
1: I think LeBron should be first team or NBA mm, MVP, um, just based on how he's playing, and, and he gets his, he should get his flowers you know considering he's climbing up the all-time uh scoring record and we might not see this many prime lebron years left so and he wasn't getting he he wasn't getting mvp early in the season so i think he should get some love now like now that he's been playing so well 37 years age of years of age um but like you know let's let's put brakes on like beating this like path to the finals like that's that's insane. Like as, as even though the Swiss Bison Conference is weaker, I, I don't put A lot weaker. Any faith in the Lakers. A lot weaker. I don't I don't put any faith in them getting past even even the playing tournament. I, I don't think they get past <laughs> get out of the tenth seat to the eighth seed
0: <laughs> Look, it's gonna be a challenge, okay? It's gonna be a big test. At this point I don't even know if they hang on to the tenth seed. The the Spurs might catch up to them. Well see this is a thing, right? The playing tournament is a filter. In other words, if the Lakers really suck, they're not—they're not even going to get in. Like they're not going to get out of the playing tournament. So my whole thing is, if they get out of the playing tournament, maybe something clicked in those one in that one game or two games, and therefore give the give them the confidence to somehow beat the the Suns. Okay. A man can dream. I got I got a dream. Hey, look, it worked for you and Kyrie's back. Um, but my whole thing is, you said like they, they, there's a you know fifty percent chance they don't even win the play-in tournament. I mean, they, can they be the Pelicans? I don't know. Didn't they lose to the Pelicans like a couple times this season already? Yeah, they lost. Like they got smashed
1: by the Pelicans in in at Crypto.
0: Yeah, exactly. So who who knows?
1: They got absolutely smashed, and that was like no Zion. I think I don't think Brandon Ingram was playing that game too. Actually, hey, don't don't remind me. Just... They're led by like Jose Avrade Avrada. Oh okay. Uh... Sneak king. Okay, I
0: didn't watch the game. Um, don't know what you're talking about. I didn't watch it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't exist. Um, but I mean, you. you so you're talking about uh, the Lakers, and I was talking about the Jazz. Actually, yeah. like I, I was saying, like the Jazz. The Jazz are probably going to blow up this off season because out of all the Western Conference teams, even if this is a weaker conference than. Previous years, um,
0: it's over for them.
1: The Jazz, the Jazz don't stand a chance. And this is considering like they they probably have the Defensive Player of the Year again, future Hall of Famer Rudy Corbert, which just seems weird, but like like given his resume, he's definitely going to Hall of Fame, right? And and Devin and Donovan Mitchell are probably going to make an All NBA team considering his stats, his scoring, um, his scoring stats at the moment is top in the NBA so he's probably making all all-NBA team as well Um and yet I, I don't see them beating any te- like I, I don't see them being I don't think they can beat the Nuggets I don't think they can beat the Mavs the Warriors the Grizz the Sun, like, right? nope nope I just I feel like given that they've been number one for, for the past few years and they could never go like they just well, what was it last year the Jazz lost 3-1 against the Clippers or the Nuggets the Clippers the Mavericks I can't forget the Clippers they lost 3-1? They, they were up 3-1 and they lost They lost in seven games? Was uh,
0: it? They were up and then they lost, even though the Clippers were, were out they're up, they're up Kawhi. Up. Like the Clippers didn't even have Kawhi. Mm-mm. And they still lost.
1: Mm-mm. In the first round, was it? I, believe? I
0: can't remember which round, but they got dissected because no one could play defense and then you just had Gobert like, being pulled out from the net.
1: Mm-mm. Yep. So I just feel like I, I'm assuming they're going to be knocked out early. I think they'll be knocked down the first round. If that's the case, head coach is going to get fired. Maybe a big trade, um, Donovan Mitchell. Maybe I, I doubt don't. But you know, like there'll be there'll be huge roster changes on this team. I assume because they they know they they have no path to a championship. So uh, I don't know. What do you what do you think? Like what what is the outcome with these moves and. You probably think there's gonna be some benefit to your Lakers, like Donovan Mitchell get traded to the Lakers or something.
0: I think it's gonna be a combo: Donovan Mitchell and Quinn Snyder to the Lakers.
1: <laughs> some combo <laughs> trade. Not <laughs> sure what.
0: I don't know who, who,
1: who's who's. What's what's the what's the trade? Who who gets?
0: You can have everyone. What, you can have everyone who, except AD and LeBron. Who,
1: who, yeah all right okay so Donovan Mitchell uh what, what position does Quinn Snyder play
0: <laughs> wait wait you can, you can trade coaches can't you that's been it's happened before you can trade I, coaches I don't think you can any I don't think you can
1: anymore they used to but I don't think you can do it anymore oh you can't wow oh. I know what you're saying like they used to be but not anymore I believe or maybe'm I'm, I'm confusing that with NFL like NFL used to be able to trade coaches as well but not anymore
0: but maybe in I'm either case him, yeah. maybe they, they don't even need trade because they're going to release Quinn Snyder they're going to fire him or release him
1: yeah yeah once you fire him yeah he's can, he's a free agent basically
0: so I'm I'm already penciling him in maybe even but uh, is he better than Frank Vogel uh, I think so but, <sighs> but I, I don't know like I feel like honestly... I like Frank Vogel he won a championship I don't know what you expect Frank Vogel to do with these garbage players um, who don't play defense? Who've never played defense before? Like, oh, why? He won player. a
1: championship two seasons. He won a championship uh, two seasons ago, by the way. Exactly. Like it wasn't that long ago when he won a championship.
0: Exactly. So he's still the same guy. So I don't know why you put it on Frank Vogel. But you know, I'm not part of the Laker organization. It seems that they're gonna get rid of Frank Vogel. And if you did that, you would want a real coach back. You wouldn't want like some Jason Kidd character. So in this instance, well, you would get well, Quinn Snyder. Yeah, you would Jason, get Quinn Jason Snyder. Jason Kidd is uh, real coaching coach. uh,
1: the fourth seed okay. Mavericks and Quinn Snyder, the real coach, is coaching the fifth seed Jazz. Okay,
0: well, so, yeah. we we'll, we'll have to talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Um, but don't you agree, Quinn Snyder, one of the most respected coaches, top get? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, the, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, I, I, I like Quinn Snyder a lot, but uh, the other report is Quinn Snyder doesn't get along with Donovan Mitchell. So it's not like you
0: lose both, it, you know, in all real talk, like in all serious talk. Okay, so this is conflicting reports. Because I have my sources, Kane. I have my sources too. And my sources tell me that Donovan Mitchell loves Quinn Snyder.
1: Uh, maybe I read that wrong. Okay. It was either love or hate, I, I maybe I, I glossed, I glossed, maybe I glossed.
0: Where did you get your sources? You following Trudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert's uh, maybe, yeah, Twitter maybe. account? What is this? <laughs> maybe it was Go, maybe
1: it was Go, it was the other star, maybe it was Gobert and, and Quinn Snyder. Not is
0: this that. from Trudy Gobert's account?
1: Where do you get this? <laughs> <laughs> Ruby,
0: Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> oh, okay, anyway. Um, no, so they get along really well. I like Quinn Snyder. I, you know, I
1: like the, I like the hard nose. I like those hard nose co- coaches for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, to be honest, if Steve Nash w- wasn't so integrated in Brooklyn, like I, if I was Brooklyn, if I was Joe Tsai, I'd be getting Quinn Snyder. Oof. Oof. You're right. I Real mean, this coach. is also
1: a guy rumored to... Be, before the Laker rumors, he was rumored to replace Pop. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's way bigger shoes than Frank. Like, I know the Lakers is a bigger organization, but the San Antonio Spurs is pop. Like, it's basically his operation. It is like how Pat Riley was Miami Heat for so many years before he gave to Eric Spolster. It's a big position to fill, like taking over a legend, you know? Uh, Pat Riley, um, uh, Phil Jackson with the Lakers. Like, it was never the same, you know, after those legends left. Their positions, um, it, it it's always tough to fill. You know, Don Nelson with Rick Carlisle, um, that that was a huge position. I, you know, you know diff- the, obviously they had Doug Nowitzki and Rick Carlisle won a championship, but still those those legends that've coached decades in a the team, they're always tough to fill. So, yeah, maybe Quin Snyder just want to go to San Antonio because you know, coaching after Greg Popper, you want to be the guy after, the you know. The, the coach that you want to be the buff, you don't want to be you, you don't want to be the buff, you, you want to be after the buffer, basically, mm-hmm. right? Because always when you are straight afterwards, you your big shoes to fill. But importantly, in fact, I think after Don, uh, Don Nelson uh, retired, it was actually Avery Johnson first, I feel,
0: on the Spurs, uh, the Mavericks. Yeah, it, it was, the, it was
1: Don. Avery Johnson who was a former player, and then it was Rikale that got hired and won a championship. And they
0: never won again in oh, the next yeah. decade.
1: They never won a round ever again. For over a decade. But you got that glorious uh, you know glorious ring and all the suits. you got all the suits in the world. The lawsuits. suits I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Apparently, you didn't see anything. Apparently, all the pedophiles and rapists in that organization all, all was sitting in some one conference room, and no one else knew.
1: <laughs> Mark Cuban's been spending all this time in the locker room, so he's part of the of the good the good guys. The locker room is the safe haven.
0: As soon as he walks into the office, he puts on his blindfold, earplugs.
1: <laughs> going to I'm going to the locker room, guys. Just yeah, uh, just, <laughs> just just SMS me if anything's wrong.
0: Blah blah blah, 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 blah. Can't hear anything. blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! My best friends here. Blah 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 blah. Oh wait. <laughs> well, what was that, Jason Kidd? <laughs> oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> as soon as Jason Kidd enters the room, he like runs away. He's just like high- Mark
1: Cuban's was like walking. He's like walking between Dirk Nowitzki and like Sean Marion. Like, he's <laughs>
0: like
1: just blocking his view. Yeah. <laughs> Like god.
0: Oh god. god! What a disaster! Fucking, I, I'm still out on that organization. <laughs> I just can't stand it. I can't Fair stand enough. it. K. Okay. back onto uh, Quinn Snyder. This is actually really interesting because I really do feel he's a huge get um, for any team, and I, I don't know how it would work for Nets. I would, unfortunately, for him to go on Nets, I feel like the Nets would have to disappoint and lose this season, basically. Oh,
1: I mean, it shouldn't have to. Uh, even if they win a chip, it, I don't think Steve Nash is a real coach.
0: I don't either, but can't, like, I think they should get rid of him for Chris no, Snyder. No, no, I know. But do you think yeah, that's I know, possible? I know, I
1: know, I know. No, 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 I don't think it's possible. I'm not considering... This, Snyder seems like a Western Conference coach. He's he's joining... He's he's going to be joining the the Spurs or the Lakers if, if if Frank Vogel's let go. And Frank Vogel's probably like, that's done. Like His crew's over at this point.
0: Frank Vogel is pretty good. If I was a Nets... Like Vogel? I wouldn't mind Frank Vogel.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Like, the championship does carry cash. But, you know what I mean? Like, Frank Vogel just... He doesn't feel like he has the same cachet as other, win, like, chip winners. He doesn't feel like, you know, like Larry Brown or like a Ty Lue. Larry you Brown. Know, like, one, like, guys that have won... You know, like, guys that have won one chip, you know? Like, long, like, right. coaches that have won one chip. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's joining... He, he joins that that class, but he doesn't
0: have that same cachet. I don't disagree there. Like who would you rather have, Ty Lu or Frank Vogel? Ty Lu. Like we can't put the thought experiment, like, frame it that way, right? Because Ty Lue is not available. So some of the coaches that we want, they're simply not available. So it's about having Frank Vogel versus who, like who else is out there? You, you want Man Gundy? No, I hate, I hate TV coaches, I told you. Yeah, exactly, but I'm saying like who, who else is out there? There's no, you can't get a college coach to coach Kyrie. D'Antoni? No, I don't think D'Antoni will
1: coach the Lakers again. But
0: oh no, I'm talking about Nets because the Lakers are getting oh oh you're talking Prince about the Nets. Oh,
1: um,
0: what do you mean? I don't I don't need to worry about Lakers. Honestly, getting... I would
1: love D'Antoni. I would love D'Antoni. I would love Tony with the Nets. Honestly,
0: I love him too. But he he was just there and he left.
1: Ah, it's tough. Well, he left because of Nash. Like, he probably didn't get the respect. Like, Nash was the coach while Antonio was assistant coach. I also thought that was a weird relation. Like, I thought that was amazing. Like, because, you know, like, Steve Nash would learn from the best. But, you know, also, they had Ime Udoka as well as, like, the other defensive assistant coach. So, they had a stacked assistant coaching team last year. Look at Steve Nash's coaching tree. Look at these guys. They're doing so well. But, uh... You know, like Dan Tony probably felt a bit disrespected that year. He, he 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 probably had some kind of like I don't know, deal when he first joined the Nets, like, oh, I'm gonna get these responsibilities, and that's probably why he left prematurely. Because there's no reason there's no way he knew about the COVID, like the COVID mandate and Kyrie's decision and all that stuff. Like that's impossible that he would have thought you know that stuff would affect the season. So he, he left on his own terms for his own personal reasons for sure. And it definitely conflicted with what management and, and, and Steve Nash had in mind for his uh, um, like responsibilities, uh, which probably yeah, didn't, didn't coincide. Uh, he's, he's going to be head coach again. He's, he's such an innovative, offensive coach that he's going to get another shot. And it won't be with the Lakers and definitely won't be with the Spurs, but some team will take a chance on him for sure. It's like Thibodeau. Thibodeau is always going to get chances because it's
0: so rare for that type. Definitely of don't coach. want Thibodeau on the Nets. That's for sure. He might be available. Well,
1: no, no, no. no. I'm not talking about the Nets anymore. I'm just talking about. I'm talking about more broadly. Like Thibodeau won't coach a top team, but look what he does with like when he's in his first year with the Knicks and the Wolves, like two young teams. Like he turns those franchises around in a season, in a single season. Like he he topped he turn. What are we talking about?
0: We played the game to win. We played the game to win. I don't want to talk about whether yeah, Tibbido can you don't bring have the like.
1: To win it all. You bring a Thibodeau that can guarantee you win eight more
0: games because
1: of his, of his.
0: Yeah, energy. win eight more games so he can barely make the playoffs. That's the ceiling. I'm talking <laughs> about real winners. I'm talking about champions. Don't. All with due respect to Tibbs. I like Tibbs, right? But we're, I'm talking about the Lakers. I'm talking about Nets as championship contenders and what coach could take them over the top. And I agree with you that one of my top picks for the Nets we're talking about, I would prefer D'Antoni. Probably some bad blood there. So, also on that list, I would like to have Frank Vogel. I think that could work. Mm. Frank Vogel has coached now LeBron and AD, handling the biggest personalities in our game, and therefore able to handle, to focus on Kyrie and KD. Look, I...
1: I. Uh... I think Vogel is a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. And that's why I would be against it. Because I, I think Nash is a terrible coach, but I don't think I want to go from terrible to good. I want to go from terrible to great. Like, that's what we deserve, honestly. Because we had a great coach. We had a great coach. And we went to a terrible coach for the flash, for the name value um, in Steve Nash. And, uh, you know... To go from great to terrible back to good, it it, it doesn't vibe with me. Like I need great. Like I want pop, basically. Like that that's the level of coach I want. And yeah, it, it just it just boggles my mind. Like we let D'Antoni go, we let Ime Udoka go, who's you know leading the Celtics now. It, there were so many things in house that we could have done to 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 make the coaching stuff better, but we we just stuck with Nash.
0: A little bit hard. On um, the
1: Nets, we had Acuza, we had Acuza, and we let go. I'm not saying that this, this is not the Nets' fault, like for letting go. I'm like, this is clearly Kevin Durant and Curry Irving's preference of who they want to be as the head coach.
0: Adoka, Yudoka, whatever his name is, he's fucking head coach of the Boston Celtics. I mean, you can't, you know, if that offer is there, then it's gone. He's gone, right? There's nothing you can do about that.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, Udoka would probably want to be the head coach of the Nets, you know?
0: Okay, You said they picked. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not saying like it's always hard to evaluate head, head like, coaching talent. Like, that's such a nuanced, subjective feeling. Like, who knows how a coach goes? Like, Ime U- U- Udoka is a rookie head coach. Who knew that he will be able to coach this, like, the Celtics to a like a top three seed? Like, who knew? Like, it, it's it's. You go and resume, and we see, we've seen the resumes of Dantonia, Thibodeau, a Stan Van Gundy. We we make we make reasonable guesses of how they will do with the team based on their previous experiences, previous uh, coaching experience with different style players. And, you know, we can sort of make a pretty good estimate of how they'll do. Like, you, you're hitting the jackpot if you get a, you know, a young Phil Jackson, or like, you know what I mean? Like... You're just taking, or oh, young Pat Riley. You're just taking a stab in the dark. You n- you never know what you're gonna get. Um, so that's what they went with Steve Nash. They went with a young guy with proven playing experience that was a coach on the on the court, and they said this will translate to be. any head relation previous prior uh, relationship with Kevin Durant. So all these things were like, okay, I'm going to trust my instinct. Steve Nash is going to be groomed as a as a as a as a good head coach from Dan Tony and he's going to like. Like, grow into the role and become a competent head coach. And maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him, like, because it's only two, basically two seasons. Um, and he still gets a lot, like, he should get a bit more rope considering that the Nets are still, you know, over 500 and playing well over and despite 500. all the injuries and <laughs> excuses.
0: Congratulations.
1: Um, but like I, you know, watching the games, I, it, there's just so many bad mistakes. But like you know, bad timeouts, not calling timeouts, bad rotations, not calling challenges and stuff like that. Um, it, it it's just a bunch of like obvious things you see on television, and that's not even including the the play calling. You know, like we're talking about one of the most creative offensive facilitators in the history of the game, and the best play we have is this hand behind the back hand of screen game to Kevin Durant Behind the to back hit a shot over two people. This is
0: very tricky. This is a tricky like point. you
1: know, like, as in like like the whole like the player would hold the ball at the top of the key and then like imagine Andre Drummond. Like he'll hold the ball at the top of the key and then they'll they'll run around to to grab the ball from Andre Drummond and then use that as a screen to take a shot. Wow. But I'm just thinking like I'm just thinking like could we not invent better plays to you know at least Get single coverage for Kevin Durant or Kyrie? You know what I mean. Like, can we not do better plays so Kevin Durant's still not double teamed every single single play? Can we think of something better than just a pick and roll? Can we
0: have Andre Drummond not hold the ball or touch the ball at all? Except for getting rebounds, no. Andre Drummond's been good.
1: Andre, Andre let Drummond's go, good. Andre. Andre been You're crazy.
0: grasping us too tight. I can't. No, get it. I won't
1: stand. I won't stand for the slander. Drummond might
0: be might be getting the max. Oh, okay. okay. You hold. Okay, you you calm down there. No, no. I, I, I was joking. I was joking. I, I do actually like uh, Andre Drummond, like for the role that he has to play. And Drummond's has
1: me much better than the Lakers than. Yeah, Lakers yeah, Drummond. yeah.
0: Look, Andre Drummond. I have to say, I have PTSD. Like when I see Andre Drummond hold the ball for more than. One second, and I have an inkling that he might try to <laughs> attempt a shot. I break out in the sweat, okay? I'm not going to lie there. He's uh...
1: Honestly, that's the same time James, when I was watching uh, James Winston in the box. I had a cold sweat. one time. <laughs> James Winston went back to pass, and I couldn't see like off screen. You couldn't see where the receivers go. And when the ball sails in the air, I always knew it was like a 50-50 chance. It was either going to get completed or intercepted. 50-50. Every time I had no idea like where the ball was going
0: to. Jameis Winston, this uh, number one pick through 30 interceptions.
1: He's literally throwing like m- two interceptions a game. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. I think Aaron Rodgers once threw four interceptions in the entire season.
0: That's a weekend for Jameis Winston. Um, <laughs> That's, yeah. Look, I know, so you know how I feel. Um, but saying that I do like Andre Drummond I feel like he's a big body he's still mobile he's good he's good he gets you rebounds he's also a free agent he's a free agent agent. exactly you're not paying anything for him right so I think this is actually a good get Um, okay Kane I think uh, we're at the end of our show again do you wanna
1: just quickly wrap up who your MVP is right now it probably won't change at this point like whoever you think it is it's probably that's it like you're not going to factor in the last nine games
0: Let me say this first. I think the MVP will not be someone that is being actively promoted right now. So that would be, it's not going to be LeBron who Frank Vogel just came out like a day ago saying LeBron's MVP. This might be controversial. I don't think it's going to be Embiid who James Harden. Oh, Jesus Christ. James Harden, you know, James Harden just came out like after playing with him for like two, uh, two weeks that Embiid is MVP. Like how much Embiid has James Harden seen in, in, in this season?
1: Well, he's he's rooting for his he's rooting for his teammate.
0: I know like, you're rooting like for teammate, but can you not say this is so ridiculous that he comes out and say like, if I'm Embiid, I'm just like, dude, just shut up. Okay, okay, stop. Well, who who is the MVP then? Who who you got? Going to do it is Jokic. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, Jokic. I, I think it's Jokic too. I to be honest, I I think um, yeah, I agree. I think um. I think Embiid is the more talented player. Like it it just boggles my mind that we can't just give it to the most talented player. Like I know James is probably but Embiid deserves it given how much he means to the Sixers, how well he's played in the minutes he's played, how much he scores. His second, he's is the second in the league. LeBron is first, but just because LeBron's like not he doesn't care about anything else, not even wins. He's just he just all he is concerned about right now is his points. Like I see it with my eyes, and Beda is the most talented player. But Jokic just does everything so well that, um, yeah, I think it's Jokic again. But you know what I mean? Like, is Jokic really a legit two-time MVP winner? Like he just he doesn't feel like the same class of player as Giannis. Like Giannis was a deserved two-time MVP. Steph obviously two-time MVP. Uh, Jokic uh, he, he feels like he just wins by default. No, like, what do you? I don't know. Am I being slack here? His stats are great. His stats are great. It all holds up. He's got, he's got like twenty triple. He's he, he's like leading the league in. He's pretty much like there. He's like top five in every single category. Basically, it's it's hard to. How many
0: MVPs does Giannis have?
1: Two. Okay. Mm, but you could. Jokic has won and <sighs> I agree with you he's probably going to win this season as well he's also played like a lot of
0: games he's played like almost 10 games more than Embiid the thing with Jokic his team is not good like Jamal Jerm- Murray hmm. is supposedly like you know star of this team he's not even playing this season and yet they're like no he's not playing this season the, what, what seed are they well I guess they're not they're a lower seed but still I mean, the, the sixth seed, the six seed. The I didn't know seed. They, they were going to make the playoffs is Michael Porter there? hmm I don't think so. I don't even think that well, Michael Porter. He hasn't
1: played like every game. Yeah. It's been basically Aaron Gordon and Jokic and like Barton or something.
0: Um, I don't know. It's hard. See, this is why I don't like MVP as like a regular season stat because I feel like in the playoffs, Jokic is extra special. And I love watching Jokic in the mm. playoffs. Playoff Jokic is excellent. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, in the past, Embiid in the playoffs, uh, give or take, you know, injures himself gets tired fair we're on fair his stats are way better than any
1: like any like if you think Giannis Joel and Jokic are the top three his stats like destroy the other the other two destroy the other two like points is the same but he gets way more rebounds he gets 13 yeah Jokic gets like yeah he gets like 13 half rebounds compared to 11 for uh, Giannis and Joel and he gets way more assists way more steals um, and, and and has way more double doubles and way more triple doubles, triple doubles too. And he has, a higher, he has the highest efficiency in the league, given how much he plays, given how many games he's played, how many minutes he plays, given he's the only player, like you said, that's any worth on the Nuggets squad. Everyone else is injured. Um, I, that's why it's, I always thought it Joel, because Joel, to me, one to one, he's the more talented player. Mm-hmm. But Jokic has just done so much more this season compared to Joel that I've changed my mind now. That, yeah, I think...
0: Jokic's I think it's got to be Jokic. I just feel game. like you take away Jokic and this team is like, I don't know, they're playing against yeah. like OKC. Okay,
1: probably the worst, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. I definitely... I definitely agree with you. I, I think Joel should get it still, but fuck, like, it's hard to... It's hard to... Like, you know what I mean? Like, those voters are probably going to say, Jokic, I'm beat? Okay, I... Jokic, Jokic. And then enough people are just
0: going to say Jokic. And the thing is, you know, I like watching Jokic. He's not flash, but I love that part of his game. He's like this super slow. He can barely dunk, mm. but I love it. It's so appealing to me.
1: Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think that visual quality is the reason why I don't love Jokic's back-to-back MVP. I think winning one MVP is good, but a back-to-back is historic. He's like one of the few guys <laughs> ever in history to win back to back. He joins that like prestigious group of like MJ, LeBron, Steve Nash, Sha- um, Shaq. I'm not sure if Shaq's done it twice, but you know, like it- it's a prestigious group of people, right? A- and it's Jokic. Like Kevin Durant's never done it. Kobe Bryant's never done it. Uh, you know, recent great players have never done it, but Jokic has. And Giannis. Uh, I mean, Giannis is there, obviously, but Jokic has and. It, it, I, I, I like his style. Like he's obviously really great, but I, I prefer Joel. I prefer the dominance of Joel over Jokic. I prefer Giannis's style over Jokic as well. Like, just,
0: yeah, yeah, Reluctant
1: MVP for me. Sorry, I'll, I'll be honest.
0: There you have it. Okay, listeners, and congratulations, Nikola Jokic, <laughs> MVP of the really? NBA. there's
1: one defensive player of the year. Jokic. Rudy's is one DB, defensive player. Jokic. Monty Williams is one coach of the year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to end our show, Kane. Every time I say Jokic, you're like, give me another name. <laughs> Monty Williams. Really, yeah,
1: I'm just saying all the names. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying all, all the other awards are locked up as well. Like, rookie of the year is Scotty Barnes should be.
0: How about Dinwiddie? Which award he gets?
1: Dinwiddie should win... Um, Time in steps. <laughs> uh, He's gonna. How much Luca trusts him? Back to <laughs> back okay. game winner shots. You know, like Steph. He literally hit. He hit okay. more. Uh, he literally doubled Steph Curry's. Oh my god! Buzzer buzzer <laughs> beaters in like oh, in like three days than what Steph oh, Curry's done god. entire career. Steph Curry's done it once. Didn't really did it like twice in like three days.
0: <laughs> and he used to do it all the time. I'm going to keep my eye on Dinwiddie because um, I don't disagree with you. He's played very well on the Mavs, but I'll let you know. I'll have you know that um, the Wizards organization yeah. did say that he was an issue.
1: Well, that's the Wizards. Do you think the Wizards are this super like functional team? I'm
0: just saying. I'm just saying.
1: I mean, what did they do? They they swapped Dinwiddie for Chris Bapazingas. That's very healthy. <laughs>
0: Hey, leave Kristaff alone. Uh, okay, congratulations, Nikola Jokic. You get mm-hmm. our vote for the MVP. Kay and I are both going to be sending in our ballots to the NBA uh, later today, since we have lots of sway.
1: On oh, my bet Kevin
0: Durant. Still. Oh my god, just. <laughs> oh, I'm just
1: talking about it. Give it a Kyrie.
0: Okay, look. Give it to Kyrie. <laughs> look, Jokic, you might be the MVP of the league, but Kyrie, he's MVP of life. He won. He did everything he wanted to and got, got his way. This guy, this guy Kyrie Irving yeah. should be in jail and said he's, he's being paraded around in Brooklyn as some sort of hero. On he's some hero. hero. He's a hero. He is a hero. He's
1: a hero for people that stand up to the okay. <laughs> and don't and, and don't get, don't get pushed oh. by the, the big man. The government is trying to tell him what to do. He's like,
0: no, I do what I want. I don't care if, if I get the shot or not. Okay, um, dear listeners, until next week, please stay safe, stay away from the government. Control! (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) See ya. If only Kenny Atkinson knew the answer. The answer was control. beat boys For listening to Your NBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your NBA Podcast.